I'm super. And I'm Dr. Kevin. And I'm the natural. <laughs> His voice and I'm Pastor Rob, and I'm still a junkie. And we are the Supernatural Junkies. Junkies. That yeah, wasn't bad. That's that was good. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Hello and welcome everyone. We're another exciting episode of Supernatural Junkies. We're all here today. We've all been caffeinated, ready to go, and we are doing part fifty-eight of <laughs> sixty-nine parts here. <laughs> This is what the is final end game, part what? three. Oh, Aww. I thought it was closer to 57. No? <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> Almost there. Well, they're snacking up on the junks. And, well, that's yeah, the noise you hear. Uh, know that the, Snack. We're the, we are the supernatural junkies, not the, the junk food <laughs> junkies. But uh, I'm starting to have to reconsider that. <laughs> we're doing two episodes today, and this is the third part. And we're excited because we finally get to put a lot of this together. Uh, I'm going to give you a super quick review. You definitely, in order to listen he, he to He told this me two minutes, so I'm going to time him. Ready? Oh, God. good. So in the first episode, we reviewed three passages. Uh, of course, Luke 21, Revelations 13, and then Revelations 18. And how these things that are happening in the world are clearly prophetic. And then we talked about <clears throat> some of the things that are coming up on some of the um, Stu Peters and, and Del Big Tree, But we've been talking a lot about specific um, findings of what's in these vaccines. We have Dr. Robert Young, Dr. Kerry Mabday, Dr. Zandra Botha. We have a vax soldier where they pulled something out of. And we, of course, have the infamous Dr. Frank uh, Zalewski. 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 Oh! Right? And Keep we talked about... Turn him into Monica. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew I couldn't say it three times straight. <clears throat> so anyways, we also, uh, he in particular was able to isolate um, some of the creatures that they were finding in the vials and in the people's blood. Creatures. And exactly. What he found was is that when he put them in the right conditions with the graphene oxide, all of a sudden these living synthetic organisms. Birthed. Uh, yes. They were self-assembling themselves and even birthing, if you want to call it. But they were a carbon, aluminum, and... Uh, type of hybrid um you know we really could say like robocop because there's mm -hmm. metal in them right yep. so there's some kind of uh synthetic hybrid robot they had a paw right? yes and and again he's recognizing here that you know we, if these things if they have entities in our body that we talked about hydrogel you know that this is certainly that would be completely fit the connotations of the mark of the beast be able to completely control us you know at that point so we also talked about um, whistleblower Karen Kingston uh, from Pfizer talking about how some of the things that we saw in those films with Dr. Carrie Midday and so on and so forth, um, there's actually patents from. And she actually found the exact one that Dr. Zandra Botha saw with those black washers. And we talked about how they're used to deliver drugs, gene therapies, again, change your genetics, right? And how they can target specific areas of the body. So that's what we reviewed on the last one. And then we really asked ourselves some questions. I mean, we've been doing this for a while. 
and really asking ourselves, you know, is this the mark of the beast, you know, or what is this? And we also talked about the deception. What is it that's making us feel like there's a deception going on in the world? And remember, if we can spot the lie, then we can find out what Satan's really goal is. And we talked about how, how is this really, really prophetic, right? And so that's really where we're going to be going in this particular episode. So what would you say, who wants to take that one? In what way is this prophetic? Wow. Well, while so, they're looking so at each other, go, like, we're like, okay, who's got this one? We're, we're doing, <laughs> yeah, pa- right. we're actually playing paper, scissors, rock. <laughs> but no, in so many ways, and we all, we always talk about how things really started taking note in what was it, 1968? Israel became yeah, 67, 67. That's when they 67 is when they took control of Jerusalem, right? right? And then uh, 1948 mm-hmm. is when they actually became a nation, and their own nation. Yep. Yeah. So that in 40 is when things really just started kicking off and. You know, and you, and you read the Bible and you hear, and you've been hearing this for a couple of years about how you're seeing famines and pestilence and earthquakes. And, you know, Jesus says, I believe he says, this is just the beginning of our sour, sorrows. So, and we've referenced a, a few verses uh, several times, you know, Revelation uh, 18, verse 23 about pharmakeia. So there's mm-hmm. no denying that right there. I mean, that, I think that verse right there really uh, captured my attention um, to this whole thing. Yeah, that there's going to be a connection to, you know, administering medical procedures or drugs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And of course, that's something that we would get at our pharmacy, right? right? So there's no doubt. I mean, you know, take it take it for what it's worth, but that that's a pretty big deal, right? Well, absolutely, because you know, when you think about where am I going to go for things like that, you're typically going to go to your your doctor's office, but here you go to. The pharmacy. I know you do flu shots and all that yeah. in, the, in the past years, you know, and they've sent little clinics up. But I mean, this is really pushing. I mean, that's what ninety percent, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I don't know the exact percentage or anything like that. But talk about pharmacy. It's not even like they're hiding. It's like right in your face, you know. And as you know, as we talked about several times, pharmacia. Obviously, it's pharmacy. So. Mm. Yeah, and they, they a lot of times translate that as witchcraft, and right. it's not a good translation at all. Right, and potions. Yes, and, and potions, mm-hmm. right? Well, certainly this is a potion because it's not a vaccine. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's good. That's good. We haven't used that. We haven't said that before, but it's so true. That's true. <laughs> Anything else for you, Rob, that's just jumping out as, as prophetic? Well, yeah. I mean, when you start talking about not being able to buy and sell, I mean, we're seeing places that are... Um, going out and not literally not letting people come into their restaurant. We have, um, you're, you're going to be fired from your job if you don't take this vaccine. I mean, how are you supposed to buy or sell if you don't have any money? Um, and various things like that. I mean, you can't ignore it. You cannot ignore these signs. If you are, you're just either, again, like I said earlier, you just, you choose to turn around or you're just in a state of denial or you just have never read your Bible or gone to church before. <laughs> so, and speaking of going to church, I think we're going to get into that maybe a little bit this episode, but the, why is the church not speaking more? But. Absolutely. And we're going to come right back to Rob on that one. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to stay there prophetically? Oh, wow. And if you remember something, I guess we'll let Alex go, but uh, yeah, you know, this is an open conversation, you know, yeah. whenever, when it comes in. Alex, what would you say? Why do you think what's happening now? Why do you think this is prophetic? Well, <laughs> I, I agree with Rob on all those points. Um, obviously, you know, the biggest one is the ability to buy and sell without the mark of the beast, right? I mean, you know, I have a little bleaker opinion of how that's going to come You're about. You're a pessimist? 
God, it's hard to believe. Like, more pessimistic than Rob? <laughs> That's impossible. No, Rob is usually the um, the more optimistic one for sure. Uh, but I mean, with the streetlights changing. Mission? <laughs> but with the streetlights changing, right? I mean, I feel mm, like that's mm. a sign because my feeling is, like I said before, I think that they're changing all those. Uh, why would you change those in parking lots, in hospital parking lots, in um, mall parking lots, unless, you know, the only thing could be... It's less bugs. They just don't attract bugs. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, because I really care about the bugs 30 feet in the air. Um, I prefer them up there because I'm not up there. <laughs> Right. I'm not a giant. I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, go up there, please. Um, How's the weather up there? <laughs> right? So why would I care? But when you start thinking about that, you start thinking, oh, only uh, they only want hospitals, doctors and nurses to be the vaccinated. You know, th there's a reason for that, guys. That's, And then you start finding out that some of the technology is, right, I can talk about, it's going to beam into your phone using via fluorescent light. Right. Right. Um, that's one from we haven't actually you. brought up yet. Right. It's coming from you to your phone via fluorescent. It's not that um, something lights up. Something in you lights up fluorescent. So we haven't it. talked about that no, technology. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, now? I don't. I can't find it where in my notes because I, I wasn't prepared for it on this we'll one. We'll try and come back to it. I'll, yeah. I'll make a little <laughs> note But it is by that. Microsoft. That is a technology. And the company is Profusa, right? Also right. a DARPA-funded project <laughs> in association with the nih in association. Well, well that's where you see that you know profusa yeah. again is that arm um that darpa uses and again that it's a bill that, gates company right it's bill way. gates but it's, yeah, specifically, it's azure it's also that that luminescent part is, is yeah. directly linked to luciferase and yeah. that, that has something to do with even the communication on the, the cell the phone. AI phone. Right. It's actually AI that's going to beam in. And it's 2018 that Profusa was started that beams into your phone, your telemetry. It reads your body via AI and mm. beams it into that information into your phone via fluorescent light mm. from you. <laughs> so you um, got your own avatar. Mm -hmm. mm. That's great. And uh, that's disturbing. But... You know, the reason why they need all those things to light up and those people that are vaccinated and that have it, this hydrogel, whatever technology in their hand that lights up, well, because they want to know who's vaccinated, who's unvaccinated right away, right? It's also our currency that we're going to be using because you can't buy or sell without it. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely uh, pathetic and prophetic. Um, what is this? But understand, what is this? This is Second Timothy um, three, We're one, all debating five. whether Alex is going to have to edit herself. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not throwing down the gauntlet. But I understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I mean, that sounds like now, doesn't it? Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what I was really glad of that wasn't there, Rob? Yeah. Being disobedient to your wife. Oh, you man. You notice that it didn't make it on that list. <laughs> wow. I don't know why. Wow. They missed it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Maybe that's because it's been going on for centuries. Yeah. yeah. You're like, ah, <laughs> yeah, that's a gimme. Whatever. That's a gimme. <laughs> right. But, you know, you, uh, anyway, to continue on, and families turning against Did one another. Did you see that I fully yeah, I interrupted just, her? And yeah, I'm just keep going on. I saw that. Because he continues to. <laughs> she's keeping going on. She yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if I did that to him, ladies. I mean, <laughs> he would have such a problem. We got to stop right now. We got to stop. Anyway, I'm going to continue. 
Um, no, she doesn't says, have to stop. No, that's I don't. That's why she wins these arguments yeah. because I have to stop and uh -huh. anyway. think about what I'm going to say <laughs> next. Stop it. But when it says the Bible verse that talks about families turning on each other, you know, that's kind of what's happening now, isn't I was it? Don't, say, wait, don't we have... I've seen it before my very eyes. Right, no, right, right, right here. What you mean. Tell, you, tell us what it means, what you mean, baby. Well, my family, for instance, <laughs> some, I have, you know, my own sister doesn't talk to me mm. and um, my niece because they've taken the vaccine and they feel so strongly about it that my view is different. I posted a story that CBS News did, by the way, and, um, and they took a, such offense to this story, which has now been proven to be not rare and not weird at all. It was a story about myocarditis and pericarditis. And they were like, this is such BS and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you can have that opinion. But my opinion is that I don't care if it's your son. I don't care if it's my son. I don't care whose son it is. I don't want anybody's child to suffer this. Mm -hmm. And so for you to point back at me, the numbers, instead of having a heart and saying that that's a real little boy that's being affected by that and that's someone's child and that everybody should know about this and that's why I posted that story because I don't want any parent to have that done. Because, I mean, think of how awful you would feel. You would get that vaccine thinking you're saving your child because as a oh, parent, wow. you just want what's best for yeah, your child. Of course, of course. And then turns out that what you've damned is your child to an early mm, death, right? Wow, yeah. Or strokes or heart attack. And to sit there and instead point the finger back and say, how dare you? Mm. And they stopped, they literally stopped talking to me because I had the audacity to post that story. Mm. Yeah, and that and, was the end of it. We love them and we completely we agree that <laughs> they they should be allowed to make their own decisions. <laughs> to have a little sass with that. I'm like, we the do. Same, <laughs> the same time, you know, there, there's a callus coming on the hearts of, of America. Definitely. And there is a, a division. I think that, on their eyes, too, and their yes, ears. There's a division that's happening. <laughs> and, and, you know, so it is what it is. You know, we're... We're trying to, to, to moderate with that with everybody. And I think that's a, a hurdle that we're all facing, you know. Anything else prophetic that you want to say here about what, what's ringing your bells, either of you guys? Because I'm about to monologue. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, see, that's motivation right there. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, Rob, anything you can think of. I mean, there's so many things, but... I mean, we'll jump in. If we'll cut you yeah. off. If, yeah, we'll oh, definitely cut trying. you off. See, she's, she's, <laughs> she's coming for yeah, me. Yeah. So I think, you know, so many times when I think about, and I've been studying Bible prophecy for years, and I'm telling you, when you start to talk with these guys that study this, the first thing they do is they come out with the timeline, right? Mm. And the timeline is all about what's going to happen and then what's going to happen next and what's going to happen next. And there's like this sequence of events, and everybody is very tied into, I've studied the Bible so long and I've figured out the formula for the way this is all going to work. Mm. And so for me, I threw that out a long time ago, okay, because I didn't really believe I was smarter than everybody else, at least sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really Jesus' paradigm. He didn't say, right, study the Bible, figure it all out so you can tell what's going to happen next. He said, when you see these things happening, right, mm. then we do two things. We stand up and we lift up. And that's what we need to focus on doing. We don't need to predict and look at these things. We can look at the mark of the beast. We can look at these things that are happening in our world. And we can say, this is what the Bible says. And this is what's happening. And that's where we stop. We don't keep going. 
we don't say what's going to happen next, right? We stand up to the corruption and we lift up our heads because Jesus is returning. So the big thing that I've found that people have missed about the end times is the cause. Everybody thinks, where's the beast going to come from? Where's the Antichrist going to come? Well, once the Antichrist comes, he's going to be so amazing, he's just going to seduce the whole world. That is an effect, but the big thing they have missed is the cause. Okay, and Revelations 18 talks about how he causeth, right, all, small, great, old, rich, slave, poor, free, to receive a mark. It's the cause, and it's the cause that comes into the world that's also the deception, right? Once you understand that there was a cause coming in the world that was going to have an effect, that's what's so a prophetic. The, the COVID narrative perfectly fits the cause. It, it also specifically gives you their narrative. What's the effect? We need access to your body, right? The second thing is now we can't buy or sell. Now we know that these genetic codes are in our whole body, right? That's why people's arms are magnetic, right? Yeah. That's why we see, again, crosses the blood-brain barrier. There's a mark between your eyes, which is what that scripture really says. Now, we, we covered that on one of the episodes. If we really break down those Greek words and what they mean, you start to realize, wow, this is a pretty broad description that encompasses a lot of possibilities. And, and yet people will say, well, this can't be the mark of the beast. Where's the mark in my hand? Where's the mark on my forehead, right? But it's, again, you've got to go back and read those words. What does it really say in the Greek and the Hebrew? So that's an episode we re want you to go back and listen to. But the big thing for me is the genetic narrative. Um, I've always believed that the Bible has taught there was genetic manipulation in the Bible. And that happened in the days of Noah. And it's the most noteworthy thing about the days of Noah. So when Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, so shall be the coming of the Son of Man, right. we're seeing, again, these modern Nephilim, if you will, right? So this, mm -hmm. is, this is related to that, right? So then the question becomes for me, how much can you really change your DNA and still be human in God's image? I mean, that's the million dollar question. And that's a question I don't recommend you answer because only God right. knows. Right. But right. the point is, I love what Alex said in our last one. You should go back and listen to that about the idea of knitting, that God knitted us together. Right. And she talked about how if you, when you're knitting, if you miss one loop, the whole thing unravels. And that's exactly what DNA is. DNA is the book that God wrote. And there's we've lost a sacredness, a hallowness for our DNA, because what people forget is the Christians have literally made their body nothing. It is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's, remember the temple guys, is where if the guy went into the holiest of holies and he didn't do something right, That's right. he was struck dead. He had a rope around him, right? And bells. And, and bells <laughs> to make sure they knew he was still moving, mm. right? Because that's how holy our God is. And that's the kind of reverence that we have lost for the temple of the Holy Spirit. Because it's not just the temple. It's yeah. the holiest of holies. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what your body is. And what are the measurements of that, that temple? It's your DNA. Your DNA determines reality. We talked about when God spoke, it turned and changed, it made reality. The difference is you can change. Everybody talks about you change the Bible. Well, that's a problem, right? Right, But absolutely. The difference is if I change the Bible, it changes what people think and say, and then eventually yeah. do. But when you change your DNA, there is an immediate change to the reality of who and what you are. 
okay? So when you take about our image being changed, right? You're talking about maybe the inclinations of our heart, our ability to recognize sin, our ability to repent. Then we talk about with our mind, we follow Christ, right? If we change the DNA, we have also changed our minds, right? In the way we think, the way we feel. You know, I think about all these ingredients that we've seen, you know, certainly that's prophetic. Because again, if, especially if these things seem to be able to change our DNA or affect that, right? So bottom line is our current minds, right, are not necessarily affected, okay, yet. When we look at the vaccinated people, you know, we have had some stories where people are having trouble connecting with God. But at the same time, we don't know how much, how far they have to go. We don't know how many stages, and we don't right. even know if the thing's even turned on. Okay, so basically, but there seems to be things about this vaccine, okay, that when you take it, it changes you. And it's very difficult to figure out how to go backwards and fix that. Mm. So this is really, really important. And we talked about lots of things can affect our mind, okay? And the deception is also in our mind. People perish for lack of correct knowledge, right? So when we think back also now to the effects of the vaccine, and, and now we're seeing this explosion, um, a recent report I read was from the British government talking about how, you know, the entrance exams to their hospitals only had about 27% approximately uh, coming in as vaccinated, right? Mm -hmm. But those vaccinated people comprised 62% of the deaths. Wow. Okay. So again, there's no long-term testing on this. We right. have no idea what's going to happen as we go down the road. So you start to see heart disease and, and strokes and all these things start to go up, we really could have engineered some of the plagues of the Bible. And I know, Rob, you talked with me about this before, that, you know, maybe this is how they're engineering one of the plagues, talking mm -hmm. about 30% of the people dying, right? Right. Mm -hmm. You look at the Rockefeller step plan. I mean, that is exactly a perfect way in which the cause comes into the world and takes everything over. But here's, here's what it gets down to. It cannot be a coincidence that Satan's ultimate plan Okay? It cannot be executed without access to the temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay? It cannot be missed that it is chaos happening in the world. A cause okay, has come in the world. And supposedly the solution to all this chaos is that you need to open up your body and take the jab. Right? So we think about all nine of those things we talked about. They're all happening right now. And my last thing I'm going to say is this. In Daniel, the second chapter, it talks about the head of gold with the beast, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and, and pair, I should say it pairs to the, to the beast mm -hmm. of Revelation, right? Yeah. And it's the, really the image with the head of gold, silver, bronze, yeah. blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Get to the last kingdom. It's the only one that's divided. Mm -hmm. And why is it divided, right? Yeah. It's because those, they mingled their seed with the seed of men, mm -hmm. and the two would not cleave together. They would, like oil and vinegar, right? They just won't, they, they can't get, live together, work together, et cetera, et cetera, function together, right? So what I'm trying to tell you is this, mingled seed, seed in the Bible refers to genetic material. Mm -hmm. Right. So did the world just get divided into two people groups between those with mingled seed and those with unmingled seed? And what's happening, okay? Fathers against mothers, right? Families are being split. Our society is being split down the middle over this situation. Okay. And that is absolutely prophetic. We have the divided kingdom forming. And who is that divided kingdom? That's the beast of Revelation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
you guys probably haven't listened to this, the latest one I sent you, but just we're, we won't talk about it a lot, but they do mention to tie into what you're talking about, how seed and unmingled seed uh, talks about how because of this genetically altered hydra vulgaris or whatever it is that's been genetically altered being introduced into our body what it actually has according to this um doctor that's done all these studies on it is it's all the viruses that combine with your body it's a retrovirus it combines and literally it combines in every cell of your body but what also happens is that it um, becomes a part of you. So let's say Jane and Billy get together and they get married and they have a baby. Well, if they do that because of this thing that's in one of them's vaxxed, one of them's not vaxxed, right? Um, what happens with this thing, it creates a third strand of DNA. And the baby that they create is not really considered because of what happens with this thing inside of one of them. It's a whole different creation genetically because it has a third strand of DNA that it was, it, it's not, it's considered not of neither of them. Right. Well, we, we're synthetic, we're making synthetic yeah. people. Which is, this is like, if that's the newest thing that they're finding with some of this stuff. And you're like, I have to see more studies. You know, that, I'm, but I'm not actually disturbing. familiar with that one. I know, yet. I just sent it to you the other day, but it's disturbing. Mm. It's a disturbing... So that's one we'll have to track down. Aye, but aye, aye. just so yeah, you're aye. aware, aye, yeah. aye. <laughs> scary. Just so you're aware, I can go back and show you with Masonic, okay, symbols, and um, and really, if you look at what's on your one dollar bill, that being an unfinished pyramid, right? Mm -hmm. The right. three walls of that pyramid represent that that when this God shows up, right? right. He represents a third strand of DNA. Right. Mm. And so that he is the one who comes and finishes the work of humanity to, to perfect and bring about the perfect wow. man. And this is this is something that even Hitler bought into, because, mm. again, if you look at, you know, he, he talked about the Oberman, right? Mm. The Uberman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. He actually in some places actually uses the word Nephilim. Mm. Right. Yeah. That mm -hmm. he was looking for the superior yeah. race. Right? Well, he actually found them. The belief is and they contacted him. And that's why he believes that. Yeah. Anyway, um, but if you look at the dollar bill, the triangle is the weight, right? Is squashing all of the common man underneath, right? Because they're beneath everybody else, which would be like the, the rest of us that aren't mingled seed, right? Underneath. So the lightest is at the top, which is the more elite, right? And then the common man who are not the mixed seed would be underneath the base of the triangle being squashed at the bottom by all the weight of the triangle. So it's it's more symbolic than you think it is. Hmm. Yeah. So now you think about if we throw out all the biblical stuff, all <clears throat> in what ways is this dangerous from just a normal everyday human perspective? In what way are we at a tipping point? I mean, you just look at world history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You look at what's happening in the world today. You know, in what way do you feel we are at a tipping point? Mm -hmm. Well, the first word that comes to me is uh, communism. Uh, that's the first word that comes to me when I think of as far as tipping point. I mean, we're losing freedoms every day. Look, the, the president of the United States was losing freedom of speech when it comes through social media, which is a way. I mean, this is this is just getting crazier and crazy and crazy. And then as they beat us down little by little, it just more people are starting to give in and they're getting tired and they're just like, you know, people that I, I, I remember speaking to people last year, like about the vaccine and what's going on. They're like, there's no way I would ever take that. And now they're 
uh, you know, kind of like uh, if you can't beat them, join them, that type of thing. Right. Right. So, mm, it's so sad. They it's beat so us sad. down for sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah. I, well, I feel like danger, danger, Will Robinson, mm-hmm. danger, danger. I just feel like um, it is a precarious time for the unvaccinated because we are being targeted. We are being um, ostracized. We are being treated as um, public enemy number one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way the media is portraying us. Like we are dangerous peoples. We are a peoples without conscience that we are willfully defying these mandates in order to put other people's lives in danger. Um, that's just not science. That's not how this works. I told Kevin that um, I wanted to do a, <laughs> a science for dummies um, little exploration <laughs> for, for you know because he he does it all the scientific way, and I want to explain how it's actually impossible for the unvaccinated to um, spread the deadlier variants. Mm. You are actually more mm. likely to spread deadlier variants if you are vaccinated mm. and have never caught it naturally. Right. And there's no doubt we've gone that and you could but see we'll, we'll do that maybe next one mm-hmm. you know just the division yeah. alone but just to be talked about like that right constantly being told like you're mm-hmm. the dangerous peoples you're the murderers because yeah. biden went on air saying we're murderers mm-hmm. it's, well, it's, it's everything you're black you're white mm-hmm. or a right. woman a woman you're, is not respected but a man that's a woman is more has more rights you're, you're not a woman more you're freedoms a, you're a person than an with actual a uterus, woman mm-hmm. right <laughs> you're a birthing person or you're a woman with ovaries or you're not a woman you're a, a person with ovaries like that's right. you gotta be careful with the pronouns you're privileged right? uh, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. uh it <laughs> this is all designed to label and call people names but first right. of all how to me this is um this is just ignorance because okay and look i'm not a white boy okay so um i can say this other people would be like they i think can't rob's say a white that. boy i'm a white yeah, boy you, you guys are white boys but i'm not <laughs> Uh, so you can't say this. So we in this society, and we're I not can, privileged enough, Rob. No, we're no, not. you guys are overprivileged. That's the problem, right? According <laughs> to the world, we know you, so that's why right. we're. So, no, no, according mm, to the world, that's what the so, curriculum that they're bringing in the school. Right. Says, yeah. So according to them, like oh, you guys are not allowed to say to any other race that you know what it's like to be in their shoes and right. grow up like that, right? Right, 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 right? Then how is it that everyone else is allowed to tell you how it feels for you guys? Mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that the ultimate slap? Right. Like if, and if no one can see that, that is so ridiculous to me. No one is allowed to tell anyone else how it is to be in their shoes, right? But to ultimately say to a white male, um, you don't know what it's like to be me. And, but us for the, then that person to turn around, but I know what it's like to be you. Uh, it (laughs) actually, that is total BS. Mm -hmm. You can't do that Mm -hmm. because, um, that's hypocrisy. You can't know because if they can't know, you can't know what it's like to be them either. Right. But you know what fixes all of that? Stupidity. It's called the golden rule. <laughs> a mallet. Do unto others. A gong others. and a hook. Right. Yeah. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. <laughs> right. A gong and a hook. Right? That's all I'm saying. A gong and a hook. Remember the gong show? Yes, I do. I love it. I know. We know. That's what we need when people start talking Who's your and they do person? that. Who's favorite person? Of course, the man in what? The brown bag. No, I liked the comic. host. I liked the host. The host was pretty good. Comic. Awesome. I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't like the unknown comic. I thought he was rude. <laughs> exactly. But I liked the, the host. Yeah, I just want to walk around with a gong and a hook. That'd be fun. <laughs> I know. Fun. We, we need to start that show. Maybe we'll... Yeah. 
Bring it back. I think we'd have to do video on that one, though. Yeah. Right, and just run up to people and they start doing stuff like that and just like... Yeah, yeah. Let's go do it. I'm, I'm totally in. I mean, <laughs> I am down. So, I mean, not being a Christian here, what is concerning, you know? I mean, what do you think is causing the tipping point? Anything else? Communism, you know, and... Socialism. Socialism. This and the, this extreme indoctrination app. that, you know, you see teenagers... Um, high school students being indoctrinated this way without really understanding what it means or mm -hmm. like how incredibly like um, privileged and blessed they are to live in this country. Mm -hmm. I think all you need to do is really just take a look at how other people in other countries, their situations, how they're living to really understand how privileged we are to be living here in America as man, as woman, no matter what color you are, no matter, you know, even the poorest person here is still richer than, oh yeah, you know, two thirds of the world, and right. I, it's just incredible to me to hear an American teenager mm -hmm. talk about how miserable they are here. Right. Yeah, what are you well, talking and, about and the, and with your are, iPhone? Yeah, it's, it's yeah <laughs> with, with your iPhone in one hand. Yeah, right? you yeah. know, on your Instagram, you know, like sitting there, whatever. Like, what? What are you yeah. talking about? And then sometimes you're even frowned upon just for being like pro-American. Right. You know, you're, you're considered shame. like, oh, shame when you like, uh, the, a lot of places won't do the, pre the Pledge of Allegiance, you know. Mm -hmm. And there was even a, um, it was a teacher and she was bragging she was on TikTok. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. It was in the, it was actually made major news. And she didn't have the American flag up. So she put a, uh, the, the, gay, the rainbow, the gay oh, pride yeah. flag, and then had them say it to the, the gay pride flag. That's what she did, you know. And that's crazy to me. And then she was laughing about it. And she actually did get written up and brought in i don't i, I just stopped following the story so i'm not it's sure how it ended really up but just but yeah but I mean, you know other countries look at that and they actually laugh mm -hmm, at us because yeah. uh it's embarrassing mm -hmm. to have so much shame mm -hmm. about yeah. where you're from yeah why right you know, that's indoctrination that's mm -hmm. intentional this weird thing that we're doing Right. I don't understand it. Well, yeah, and you look at over uh, other countries overseas, you know, the, their soccer team represents their whole country, mm -hmm. and they're so proud of where they're from and where they're at. And then here, you're like you said, it's a shame. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm American and stuff. That's the way the younger generation is starting to feel. And it's just so sad. But that's that's all. See, that's why you need to homeschool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah if you sure can, if you are privileged enough to have that <laughs> ability, please homeschool. And also show up at, at, yeah. at county board meetings. You know, yeah. at least that that county has apologized. You know, for mm -hmm. you know what they did and trying to get the FBI there. You know, to yeah. intimidate parents and somehow turn parents that don't want you to have poor pornography okay mm -hmm. to, to children don't mm -hmm. want to teach critical race theory right mm -hmm. well, so these are the things yeah. that americans need to stand up for right yeah and if for some reason you can't homeschool at least talk to your children <laughs> have conversations with your children right well you know um what i'll say because there's a lot of indoctrination of young people especially sexualization of mm -hmm. really young people very early and when you look at what serial when they interview serial killers and um, what a common factor is with serial killers and, you know, what happened to them. The thing that comes up, psychologists will tell you this as well, most commonly is early exposure to pornography. Mm. And yeah. here they have it in our schools. Yeah. And that lady mm. that yeah, They have porn that. literacy wow. in 
in kindergarten. Yeah. Um, Born literacy. And, and it mm. breaks the statute. The law yeah. was behind her. Mm-hmm. She she That's was persecuted ridiculous. and threatened, and the FBI comes. This is somebody who stood up for you know our children. And again, it's pretty clear, folks, that they want our children. Oh, they do, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I was just talking to somebody who does some social work stuff, and she was talking to some of her clients that are 10, 11 years old, and the, a couple of little girls that she works with had um, girlfriends. And she was like, how do you know, like, who to go up to and find? She's like, oh, we just ask what their sexual, like, preferences or sexual orientation, like, and she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, you know, some of the people that I counsel, she goes, are so young that they're so incredibly shy that they can barely string a sentence together, but they don't have any issues walking up to each other and having a conversation about sexual orientation or sexual preference. Mm. And she's like, what do you mean? You just like... You know, she's like, this is somebody that she's worked with for many years. She's like, so she's very, they're, they're both very comfortable. She's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, you just walk up to the person and ask what their sexual preference is. Mm-hmm. Um, at 10 and 11? Yeah, I can't tell you my name, but I can tell you my sexual preference. Well, yeah. and, you know, and some of the stuff she was saying was like, that doesn't sound like they're having anything happen. It just sounds like you have a friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, maybe we just need to have conversations with our children. The mm-hmm. difference between a friendship, right? And a relationship. It's not necessarily, especially mm-hmm. at that age. They're not having, you know, they don't have the hormones that produce sexual stuff at that age right, unless right. something, they've been exposed to they, something. They shouldn't even have been having that conversation. Yeah, and so they're not having that exposure, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so why start that early? Mm-hmm. It's weird. Too much pressure on them. Yeah. yeah. There's no understanding for it either at that age. Mm-mm. So, you know, I would say that if you if you think through your Bible and you think about the Bible being about a generation that wakes up and follows God and and then they're successful, right? And and what does that mean? It means that they woke up the family, right? The families started focusing on the children, right? Mm-hmm. And teaching those children, right? And the way that they're supposed to go, right? Mm-hmm. This is how they woke up. And whatever happened to every other generation? Well, they stopped. Okay, Satan's plan is to destroy the family. God's plan is to create families, right? right? And this is exactly why our culture, the American culture, is at war with the family, right? And they are trying to destroy the family because this is the fabric of our society. This is where people are made. This is where you figure out who you are and what you can do and what you can't get away with. And if you haven't figured this out, Okay, the people that are out there making all these protests are all people that didn't have parents that said, I'm sorry, you're you're my child and you will not act like that. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm right. saying? And yeah. this right. is this is the form. It's it, again, it's not a coincidence that the first thing God did was create men and then women. Mm-hmm. Put them together in a marriage. Right. 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 They have children. They first they killed the children. Mm-hmm. in the abortions. Mm-hmm. Right. Then the second thing they did is they destroyed marriage. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. they have what no culture has ever done in history to say that there's nothing objective about being a man or a woman. Right. right. It's just a figment of your imagination. You get to decide. Right. right. No, no, no. It's actually so, a biological thing. <laughs> you don't get to just decide. No, you don't. It's you don't. not a coincidence that the first three things God did 
mm-hmm. are the things that they're trying to take over because right. they right. want to destroy your family. Absolutely. Those aren't your children, mm-hmm. right? right? Those are society's people. You right. don't have the right to determine you what you're... Right. So this, to me, is a massive titch- uh, the tipping point, right? Mm-hmm. And so you think back to, you know, they, they went through those generations. I mean, the whole generation came out of Egypt. They all died in the desert. But the next generation came out and they took control of the promised land. And what was the first thing Joshua told them? He says, when you see these things, right, you're going to sit down with your kids, right? When you you, you talk about the Bible, you talk about what's being taught, right? Mm -hmm. And you talk about it, you know, when you walk by the way, right? And when you sit down and when you get up. So these laws that he's showing you now are something that you teach to your children. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's Joshua 1.8. And so this is the paradigm. How do you keep the promised land? It's through the family, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And that's why we're in a war against the family, right? And that's what, when you start to see it, this is a tipping point. If they get this, I mean, it is George Orwell. I mean, we're mm-hmm. going to have test two babies and mm-hmm. um, they're well, all going to be God raised by the, the state. plan was mm-hmm. for us to be his family. Right. That, that is it that's that's the whole thing was we are his family that's what he wanted from the beginning he's our abba to walk with us in Mm -hmm. the garden of eden yep right that's always been his plan yeah we're family so i'm going to move us to the next one but let me just add a couple quick things number one we're at a spiritual social financial moral and ethical tipping point we are on the verge of implosion i don't care whether you're a christian or not if you know anything about history you know that we are on the verge of seeing this whole thing go south right once the german people allowed hitler to label the jews disenfranchise them and begin to take their stuff it was over folks that's what's happening in america if Mm. the american people whether you've been vaccinated or unvaccinated that is your choice but you right. we have to stand up for those to give people a choice. Remember, hate takes away our choices, mm-hmm. right? Now, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, right, threatening to stack the courts and add states that they know are with their party, this is one party that's trying to make it what's called a no-party state or one-party state, mm-hmm. right? They are trying to take over America. There's no reason to even pretend at this point that there's that they're interested in democracy, even though that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Look at what's happening at our border. Folks, if you know you could fix the border, it's called plug a hole, right? Right. This problem is so easily solved by mm-hmm. virtually anyone, mm-hmm. right? Do you think that you could get rid of all the ships sitting out there on the ocean? Oh, Do you think yeah. you could get them into port? Do you think you could unload them? Do you think you right. could get them? This is the greatest country that has ever been, right. and we have a, a, an administration that won't fix a border, right. that won't get a supply chain fixed yep. because they want to create shortages, yep. okay? I yeah. don't know if you've tried to order anything recently. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have a war against the family. And look mm-hmm. at the oil thing. Mm-hmm. He's begging OPEC for more right. oil. Right. Right. All he has to do is take the hundred trillion million dollar pipeline and yeah. push a button. Yeah. You push a button on the Alaskan pipeline. Yeah. The problem for oil is solved. Done. But why? So yeah. they are purposely. It is time when you interfere with the supply chain mm-hmm. for Regeneron that's yep. saving people's lives. Mm-hmm. There's no way. There's no way around it. Whether you are a Christian or not a Christian, mm-hmm. you have to believe that we are absolutely at a tipping point. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And this is what I'm saying. Look at the debt. We have a generation that is completely comfortable spending their children's inheritance. Mm-hmm. No, it's worse. They're talking about putting their children in debt mm-hmm. forever. Yep. 
That's mm-hmm. what that's Americans are so okay with debt that they mm-hmm. don't mind spending their children's lives, mm-hmm. literally. And this is this is the reality of the situation here in America. So I, I'm sorry I'm on the soapbox. Next question. So <laughs> you think about false assumptions, and this is really the question. Why is it that you think the church isn't talking about this? Why do you think Christians aren't talking about this? Why do you think with all this prophetic happening and nobody's nobody's talking about it? What do you think is going on there? Well, me personally, I think there's a lot of, um, since they aren't 100% sure that they're right on things, that they're so afraid to be wrong, uh, that they're uh, afraid of losing, I, I, again, forgive me, but... Um, tithes and offerings from people yep. who might uh, uh, say that my pastor's a wackadoo, if you yep. will. Because um, so obviously you start talking that way, you're going to bring attention to yourself. You're going to bring attention to yourself and probably immediately, it just takes one person sitting in that congregation and say, this pastor saying this could be the mark of the beast. All of a sudden, boom, you know, and that could cause a big disruption. Don't want to offend anyone. Right, you don't want to offend anyone. It's one thing to bring in. So what I recommend, bring in a guest speaker. Let that guest speaker talk. Let them talk. offend people. Let them I'm offend available. everyone. Yes, we, 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 we have Dr. Alex Cruz right not. here. <laughs> and so my recommendation to them is bring in a guest speaker and then let then receive the hate email on Monday, but at least it won't be on your, your head faster. I don't know then. who that I mean, guy was. He was recommended so highly. Exactly, exactly. But I, I personally Never think it's, again. it's about fear of, of being wrong and it's about fear of tithes and offerings. And it's... Uh, uh, but listen, they're going to have to answer to God for this. So, That's how I feel. Um, you know, yep. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather deal with uh, uh, some lack of ties and um, and upsetting a few people than upsetting uh, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords myself. That's right. I feel like it's a popularity contest sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, just uh, want to be, uh, you know, homecoming uh, king and queen, and I, I feel like that's. For some people, that's it. You know, you just don't want to have an unpopular opinion. And this is an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It's scary to talk about. Um, it, you have to dig in. And, uh, you, you know, this is one of those things to where it's going to scare people. Mm-hmm. You know, you go into it knowing that if you open up Pandora's box here about it, people are going to be frightened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to upset a lot of your congregation, mm-hmm. and so I, th- I feel like that's it. It's just easier to be milk toast and say nothing, yep. and yep. to turn a blind eye and be like, la la la, I can't hear you, la la right. la la. And Everything's going to be fine. And encouraging is great for encouragement. Encouragement is great, but you got to face reality too. However, um, sh- I mean, should this really turn south, you've not done anything, right? And right. I don't know that, I mean, can you stand at the end in front of Jesus and say, you know, I just didn't want to, you know, upset anyone or upset the apple cart. Right. I, I couldn't. Because Jesus, he didn't upset anyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I just couldn't do that. I, it's just not how I'm made. And I mean, I get it. Everybody's made different, mm-hmm. but yeah. I just, I can't stand that. I can't stand the, you know what? I would just rather not upset everyone. Well, you know what? Life mm-hmm. is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to upset people. Right. That's the way it's going to go. Right. Yeah. 
And maybe those people need to go someplace that they're more comforted by. I don't know, but people need to hear the truth, and the truth is not always comforting. Well, and, and, and another thing is your, your church, the people in your church should have been taught not to be offended so easily. You know, you know, if That's they're strong. That's part of the teachings. Yeah. Hopefully, Amen. you know, if they've you grown know? in Christ, I mean, yeah, that they're not so easily offended. But it's time to grow a pair. children tossed to and fro. Right, right. Yeah. Right. By but, every wind of doctrine, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so. I feel like it's, it, people don't want, you know, the church doesn't want to lose their tithes. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it really, for me, that's when I see that, that's what I feel like. Mm -hmm. no, and I and tax exemption. Yeah. Right? Oh, that too. <laughs> that too. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. You start bringing that kind of attention. But you know, they'll, they'll right? tell you, they hand out sheets on how they feel you should vote. I mean, how is this different? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they, point. they put up candidates. So they are like, have the most christian-like values mm -hmm. right oh but suddenly we're silent on this right. like how easy is that mm. i don't know i just feel like that's just more lip service yeah well let me run down some rabbit trails here so when i talk to pastors and things like that i'll have people literally say to me well the rapture hasn't happened so therefore this can't be the mark of the beast again we have people that have made sequences um, and this is what they're taught in Bible school, you know, and I can tell you I have a friend of mine, PhD, went to Dallas Theological, and of course he was always pre-trib on the rapture, and I just mm. love it because he is now post-trib, and he basically said, hey, look, you can't go to that school if you don't, if you don't believe that, basically, and not, not go there, but you can't teach at that school. They only allow this one perspective, you see, so we need to understand that ministers go to school and a lot of times they don't really get a lot of this like your medical doctor he he only gets one credit hour virtually of nutrition we talked about how they might have four hours in one particular day talking about a vaccine this is the same thing so other people will say well the antichrist is here and he's the one who comes up with a mark of the bees and since he's not here this can't have anything to do with that somebody will say well the beast isn't here right so this can't be the mark of the beast and uh, so you start to, to get into these things uh, where people say, well, there can be no deception about the mark of the beast. It must be labeled mark of the beast. And then in fine print, say, by the way, if you take this, uh, you're toast, right? So this is literally what people are taught. And I, I think that there is, could be some truth there. Um, but we also know that this deception is so powerful that if it was possible, even the elect would be deceived, meaning that this is going to be a pretty powerful thing. But again, those of us that had the Holy Spirit inside of us are not going to be able to see because that's not possible, right? And that's who the elect are, right? Mm -hmm. So we think through this. And that people say, well, there's no visible mark, right? There's no computer chip inside of me. I mean, that's what we've been taught, right? Um, some people say the mark of the beast is worship. That's what it's all about. When you, it's it, not like there's really anything specific about the mark of the beast that really does anything. It's the fact that you worship the beast. That's what the problem is, right? Um, a lot of times we get into sequencing. It didn't happen in the sequence that we wanted. And the problem is, you know, it's very difficult to make any real substantial arguments that when you read Revelation, that it's in some kind of chronological order. Would you would you say that's true as well, Rob? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm a little, you know, I, I understand what you're saying a little bit. There's there's certain parts of it where it says, I did this, then I did that, and the first trumpet, the second trumpet, the third trumpet. So there's little parts, but I mean, every little bit, no, but I understand what you're saying. And I just wanted to comment on the um, 
in, in Bible school, the good thing I can say about the school I went to is they presented all sides. I do like that. And actually, they said decide for yourself. So I'd have to say that. But there are a lot of seminaries that, you know, it's like we talked about that before earlier. It's like doctrine. They almost create their own doctrine. And that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. I'm glad where I went they didn't do that, thankfully. Well, there's so. no doubt. And that is the exception, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, It is. Yeah, and, they did a good job on that. And the beautiful thing is that that's backed up in Scripture. The Bible mm-hmm. says that we're supposed to study to show right. ourselves approved. Yep. Right? Yep. And uh, so I think that that's a big part of it. But mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is really simple. It's a very simple paradigm. Mm-hmm. When you see this happening, right, right talk about it. Stand yeah. up to the parts of this that are not what God wants. God yeah. does not want a government to be God. Right. God does not want a government to be able to control us and take our choices away. God does not want uh, for us to give up access to our bodies. God doesn't want them to have the control to mm-hmm. be able to decide who gets to live and breathe and buy and sell because right. those literally are the same thing. You know, so that's where I, I go with some of this stuff. And mm-hmm. here's the other, the last thing I'm going to say is that you got to remember about 70% of adults have taken this. So ministers are now afraid. Why? Because they're like, if I say anything now, I have to say, well, why didn't I say something before? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. the majority of the people in their congregations are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And then therefore they risk losing right. 50 to 70% right. of their congregation yep, and dividing exactly. them. Exactly. And that's a that's an issue that mm-hmm. I believe if they pray, mm-hmm. I mean, you can completely say to a congregation, mm-hmm. hey, look, as for me and my family, we decided not to do this. Mm-hmm. But here's what the Bible says, mm-hmm. whether you took it or not, we can't let any government do this to us. Right. Right. So we need to stand up for these rights. Mm-hmm. You don't have to directly take on everything and everyone. Right? right. And it's the same thing. I can come right out and say, look, I told this, this young lady that, you know, her arm is magnetic and she was walking back to my office going, I'm not magnetic. I'm not magnetic. And she said it three <laughs> times. And then both arms were magnetic. Oh, like, no. ah. uh. Right. Mm. So again, what did I tell her? I said the same thing. And actually Dr. Zandra Botha said the same thing. What would you do if you found these? I would repent. I would right. tell God, I didn't know. Sorry, I didn't know. Right, I didn't yeah. know. You know, repentance Forgive is a beautiful me. thing. It is. Right? And it that really tells is. you the fact that they can and do repent, that this isn't the mark of the beast. Right. Right? It, They're not going to be repenting. And right? one thing I want to say, even if you're post or you're pre-trib, you can't deny, no matter what you are, you can't deny that something's happening and right. it's lining up with the book of Revelation. So you would definitely at least, at least, be talking about it right. and when yes. you're silent and not be not talking about it that's right. a huge problem and it's a huge and just problem. sit there and say well i i haven't heard anything about it what mm-hmm. that's that's willful mm-hmm. that's you must be doing that on purpose to say mm-hmm. that you haven't heard anything right so what do you guys think what do you, what do you what do you think we need to do here Ooh. well i for one and i've told both of you this is Talk at least to your family first, at least your family members. My goodness, if you're not going to talk to anyone, talk to your children. Um, With my two boys, I told them nothing's going to happen to your dad. But if something did, my only request is you don't take this vaccine. Please, yeah. Just don't take this vaccine. That's that's, If you've never listened to anything I've ever said, which I have to say they're good boys, but... Listen, that's yeah. I, I said. I said that's my wish for you. That's my wish. And then also, um, sharing it uh, with people. Share it. Now, here's the thing. And uh, I believe it's First Peter three fifteen through seventeen. 
It says defend the faith, just when we're sharing our faith, but do so with gentleness and respect. It is critical you don't get into a screaming match, that you don't argue with people, but you do it, again, with gentleness and respect, just like Peter said, and again, I believe it's verse 15, um, 13 through 15, but um, so you just, just don't do it argumentative. Have a discussion, a discussion with people, and, be, and show love, the love of Christ, and it will work out much better for you, I promise. Amen, Rob. So you're, you know, what I love what you're saying is here, you know, you're not saying this is the mark of the beast, but you're saying this is fitting a bad pattern. Yes. Yes. And you're saying, hey, kids, be aware. Right. Right. Be aware. Be aware. And listen, quite honestly, I have, I don't know, but, but, you know, but I am going to be safe than sorry. And I I do know something is happening. And something is happening and it is matching up to what my Bible says. Therefore, I have to take you know i have to take note and i have to be very careful and i'm doing this another study i'm with the book of revelation right now i mean because I, I just want to make sure that i have every bit of uh, that i i can't say that i didn't try my best you know and i right. didn't you know I, i'm not going to just go ah we'll see what happens no you know i feel a responsibility not only to my family but to christians you know i am a pastor i feel responsibility to this i think I'm, i believe i'm held to a higher standard and i, and I need to and i'm going to have to answer to god and, uh, and uh, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess and i'll at least be able to say you know i i, I stood up and did what i could lord well and there's a humility in what you're saying here. Mm-hmm. you're saying hey look i'm not god right that's above my pay grade mm-hmm. but this is what's happening mm-hmm. and this is why it seems to be prophetic right know? what would you say alex yeah um what do you think we should do practical things or well just in general yeah anything really i mean if you have taken it i agree with doctors andre batha um confess repent you know i mean and at this point um we don't know how much of it they need to get in you before yeah. they make it operational it you know um at this point nothing is operational it doesn't appear to be i mean i would just say yeah pray repent um and inform others, you know, that's what I'm, you know, when I get the opportunity, if I think someone's open to it, I certainly talk to them because like I said, as a mother, I would hate to have a mother thinking she was doing something great to, and protective for her child and then end up hurting their, her child worse because mm-hmm. of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. That would just wreck me. Oh, and I mean, I know I've seen videos of, um, there's this one 17 year old boy and he was a, um, what do you call those athletes that are on the track for their professional, um, division. Oh, like division one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, he got the vaccine and now he's in a hospital, mm. you know, and he's like, I can never uh, continue on with this. He goes, wow. but my parents didn't know. I didn't, right. I didn't know right. that this was possible. And he was, it was making right. a TikTok video and he's like, just, you know, inform people. Mm. And, I just thought, what a shame. He yeah. was on a path right. to a college career, right. but now that's all gone. Hours and hours of training yeah, and all that and work. And, nothing. and I just think like, Ugh. I just would want any parent to know that. And so just like you said, inform people with love and just let them know like, hey, this is, you know, maybe not the best decision. Here are the facts, you know, look it up for yourself. But well, um, yeah, we don't, we need to not deny that people are dying of COVID, right. but at the same size, the other side is completely denying the fact that people are dying of the vaccine. I mean, it's complete denial. Well, Colin Powell, right? Right. Yeah, Kathy, Kathy um, Hochul was like, it was an unvaccinated person who gave it to him, even though he had the vaccines. And you're like, but today we saw in the paper that it said that vaccinated people are actually um, in 
more likely to pass on Delta to people they live with at home. Right. And also the people that are more in danger of catching it from them are the unvaccinated. So I don't know how she could say that. Super mm -hmm. spreaders. That's mm -hmm. what Fauci said. Yeah, right. Yeah. So oh, I will, they are. Yes. I will tell you that, you know, what Rob said about, you know, handling it better. I mean, I haven't always handled it the best. You guys can tell I'm pretty passionate about it. But mm -hmm. I mean, when I'm working with my patients, um, you know, it, it helps to be the doctor and, you know, so on and so forth. So, but I'm getting better all the time at bringing up the subject. And I can absolutely tell you that I don't just walk up and say, hey, let me test your arm. <laughs> That's not going to go real well. Hey, um, Magneto, what's you, up? You, yeah, you You're have... You're doing an adjustment all of a sudden. What's that cold object on my arm? <laughs> you know, it's also part of on it? your arm now. You can really... Have you seen my keys? <laughs> oh, there they are. You can really tell, you know, if you just talk about general things you can tell where their slant is. And you know, people are really wondering why. And I just love to see their faces when mm -hmm. I talk to them for a few minutes, right? Somewhere between five and 10 minutes. And they're chit-chatting about, you know, how frustrated they are with the whole thing, right? And, and you turn to them and say, okay, the Bible said 2000 years ago, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That there was gonna be a group of people mm -hmm. that were going to try and start up a one world government. Mm -hmm. And the way we would know this one world government and recognize it, right, is because a cause would mm -hmm. come into the world. And this cause would require access to our bodies. And then this same cause, these people would say, you can't buy or sell. And I said, that's exactly what's happening. This entity is coming up around the world globally all at one time and that's what's really going on that's what's behind all this and when people say the bible said two thousand years ago mm -hmm. you can feel they get pricked in the heart we need to depend people are obsessed with the supernatural that's why we are the supernatural junkies yep. <laughs> and we need to let people know that the bible is the book of the supernatural, yes, right? It is. It so we think is. about standing up and looking up. Hey, we started a podcast, folks. We are right around one hundred thousand. Is that what this is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a hundred thousand downloads, folks. We are nobody, mm. right? But in Christ, we can do all things, and That's you right. can too. And, and if God is using us, God can use you. Right, mm -hmm. and I got a book coming out in uh, in January. Oh, that's right. We didn't talk about I that. I mean, that's right. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. If I'm writing a book, there's got to be a miracle involved. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to say it. So you know, pray, connect with God like never before. Find mm -hmm. some friends. Okay, yes. you need friends. Need community. You know, mm -hmm. our our pastor at our church says Christians that alone are just bait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, True. so that, it's a very very important thing to remember. And just remember that God is the one doing the shaking and i shared how that was something god told me early on and i've seen many pastors echo that and i think about well why why do we shake the nations because they're asleep mm -hmm. you can help wake people up yeah. pray for the hurting I, I every time i see something going on in europe mm -hmm. okay and every time i see all these riots all over the world australia you have my heart mm -hmm. i mean i am like mm -hmm. i'm just mm -hmm. so disturbed to see Painful. the people under this kind of persecution. Yes. But our hope is in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And and if if Jesus is coming back, there's going to be a last revival. And God right now as Satan comes in to steal our choices, 
God right now is trying to cause a new revival mm -hmm. to wake up his children. If you're a child of God, wake up. Wake up. You see what I'm saying? And, and you, you think about as we think through these things, these are the things that prick my heart and go, hey, that's, that's what's going on here. This is a wake up call. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And if they really can put what they want to put in our bodies, folks, um, the technology is available. You, you know, you, we can show you the patents. This thing is all worked out. We would be fish in a barrel. There would be no chance for us to be delivered unless God came back. Yeah. There'd be never another revolt again. That's right. And America is the only thing standing in the way. We're That's the right. only ones mm -hmm. who really have a major shot at really stopping yeah. this, this worldwide. So absolutely. I was going to ask you guys last couple questions here but are there any commitments you've made yourself you know or just how you're going to think how you're going to act you know during these last this last couple questions here yeah i mean myself personally oh yeah myself personally i i, I kind of mentioned them you know obviously i made the commitment uh uh to myself to to share with as many people as possible obviously part of this podcast and and to do so again just reiterating what i said earlier with gentleness and respect and um, to my children, too, as well. And, and again, I just want to read this verse real quick again. I read this, I think, uh, a couple podcasts ago, but uh, just, just listen to John. Again, I love this verse, John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So hopefully that will be some encouragement for you. He, again, Jesus said you will have trouble. Not if, or it says will. So, but remember, he is coming back, and he is in control. Yep. And he told us these things not because he's a fearmonger. No. He told us that we might have hope. Mm -hmm. He Take told heart. you this was going to happen so that in the middle of it, we'll know that what he says will happen yep. in the end. He is going to win. Yes. It says that in the book. It says we already won. We've already won. Amen. So, yeah, I don't have a lot to add to that practical things. You know, just I, I like to stay in the word, um, you know, because that mm -hmm. when the times seem scary enough, you know, I can't say enough that um, a lot of Christians don't make a point of reading their Bible. And you really should, because it is, you know, for whatever reason, it is a really magical book, right? Um, <laughs> it's it is alive, right? It is his living word and just reading it just does so much for you. And even if you can't, there's ways nowadays to where you can just download an app that mm -hmm. will help you do that um, and help you stay grounded. And in these times when you feel uncertain or fearful or anxious, that will help calm you and um, be an inspiration for you and, mm -hmm. and help me to, you know, it, with my kids even, right? Sharing that with them. And we do that every night. So that's really important. Um, I have practical recommendations that I have for people that are really important right now during these times. I think you need to start thinking about um, banking seeds, heirloom seeds, so that you can grow if things get to that point. Those are things you might want to think about. It is really important right now, though, and this is something a lot of people haven't thought about, banking your blood. Um, if for whatever reason, God forbid, something should happen to you or anyone in your family, you get into an accident and you need blood, you might end up getting back blood um, and they won't hesitate to give it to you, right? So you might want to think about looking at places that will store and bank your blood. And while you're healthy right now, go and have them take some blood from you so that you can store it 
So if something should happen, you have that on hand. It's just smart. Those are the kinds of things, you hate to say that, but those are the kinds of things we need to think about right now during these times. It's a really weird time out there. Mm-hmm. And um, that's practical. Practical information that could really help you. Um, the other things, right, the other things, you know, that information that as parents we don't often share with our children because we, we think we're going to be around to help them. And God willing, I hope that's the case. But mm-hmm. don't keep those little tidbits of information you know the sunsets in the west the wild wild west those kinds of tidbits of information it seems useless to you now but Mm. it could be really helpful right so those are the kinds of things you also need to share with your children because it might Mm -hmm. become that kind of place to where those kinds of smarts are needed Mm -hmm. that's good so when i think about some of my commitments you know this tells you the things i struggle with but mine was to not lose any friends over this um don't forsake the assembling of myself together i mean sometimes i go to church and i don't I can't even understand how all this could be happening and you know they're not saying anything and I don't understand um, but I have not been called to be a pastor Um, so I I can't judge right and um, all I can do is read my Bible and do the best I can like everybody else so you know I haven't exactly come out and said that but we we can't separate from people in fact we need to actually gather together and and assemble and, and and be with those people that we that we really trust uh, last question, what would you say your, what are some bottom lines, you know, that you try and get to with people, you know, just as yourself or, um, you know, just trying to deal with this whole situation? I don't even know what that question means. <laughs> How would you distill it all down for you? Just in a few sentences. Why don't you tell us what you mean by that? Well, number one, <laughs> here's some things that I remember as I go through this. Number one that even though these things are happening i don't know that this is the mark of the beast that is above my pay grade right i'm not trying to convince anybody i'm just sharing my thoughts the other thing i always wrap my head around is that the lord is just and fair right i'm not god i'm not going to play god here i'm not going to tell you everything i can share what i think and how i feel i can share what the bible says but i don't absolutely know God told us about this situation 2,000 years ago, right? And I'm going to tell you something. This is something I feel is pretty strong. But any doctrine that tells me I do not need to read my Bible is a sin, right? Mm -hmm. And it's actually part of Satan's deception. And when when the church is skipping Bible prophecy, skips it, right? You're talking 30% of the Bible and they're skipping it, right? And, and this tells me that this is a problem, right? So I try and wake people up to what does the Bible say prophetically because it's designed to actually what? Give us peace and hope. Not It's not fear, right? I also try and, and like Rob was saying, stop, don't debate and argue, just just obey. I mean, we're, we're talking about do you think this is the mark of the beast, you know? And how is, at the end of the day, I know God is just, okay? But I also think back to the Garden of Eden. It was a simple thing he said. You can eat of every tree of the, uh, in right. the garden. He just says, don't eat of that one. And Satan came along and gave a really nice yarn about why right. that was exactly the tree you should be eating of. And right. I think, you know, this is a pretty simple scenario. And yet we have a simple scenario as well. There's going to be a cause come in the world. They're going to need access to your bodies. And then they're going to threaten you that you can't buy and sell. And, and you need to be ready to say what? No. 
right? The Bible's been saying that for 2,000 years. So stop trying to play God. Stop trying to work through the whole thing and just obey. Mm-hmm. Like Rob says, he doesn't think it's the mark of the beast, but he's going to what? Play it safe, right? You know, and, 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 and this idea that this, I'm sorry, when the Bible says to stand up, it doesn't mean capitulate. It doesn't mean be a peacemaker at all costs. They killed Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying here? They killed him. Okay, not because mm-hmm. he was the peacemaker, but because he couldn't make peace in certain areas. There are certain things that Christians can't do. We can't give up access to our body. We can't be for a government that's communistic, that is God, and takes mm-hmm. away our choices. Okay? Standing up is a direct reference to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? We need to stand up because there is a new false God being put in front of us, and we are asked to being asked to bow down. And like, you know, just like Dr. David Jeremiah said, we need to resist in, in any way we again. can, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, America and its churches, we are kneeling, folks. God does not ask us to kneel here. So stop trusting man and trust in the Lord. We know the one that obeys the Lord is the one that's going to win. And and I'm sorry, guys, it's not about who has the best argument. I don't need the best argument. I have the Bible telling me and warning me about a situation. So these are just some of my bottom line thoughts, you know, that help me to frame out, you know, what am I really trying to say? I'm trying to say the Bible said it. I believe it. And I'm going to try and follow it. I'm going to play it safe here, right? Because I trust in the Lord. And that's really my personal argument. Throughout all the intellectualism, all the arguments that I've made, at the end of the day, this is what God said. So what would you guys say is some of your bottom lines? Well, I, I think for me personally, um, I, well, again, well, again, just to kind of say what I said earlier is be humble uh, and to get in, get in community. I think it's important now to get in community than ever before. Um, as we're talking about prayer, the power of prayer is so incredible and it'll bring you closer to God. And lastly, we've mentioned reading your Bible. It's so healthy as far as literally your physical health and your mental health. And you could even go into secular studies and it shows that. But familiarize yourself with the Word of God. Amen. It's called the Word. It's the Word of God. God is speaking to you through it. If you've ever said, I don't hear God's voice and all that. Listen, if you're reading the Bible, you're hearing His voice. It's that important to read it. And then lastly, I just, God is good. Yep. God is good. Alex, any last thoughts? She's saying no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hear the hope in all of our voices, and you hear that God is calling people. God is calling you right now to a better relationship with Him than you've ever had in your life. Okay, God is calling a whole new generation to become and get to know the Jesus Okay, that had something inside of him that said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Folks, we have a joy that is set before us, and that is an internal relationship with God mm-hmm. that no one can ever take away. Yes. So this is the last of the final Endgame episodes. Yay! Yeah, I just, I, you know, um, this my favorite uh, gospel is the Gospel of John. My favorite, my absolute favorite. It is unlike any of the other Gospels um, of the Synoptic. Because it's the only one named John? No. <laughs> jerk. <sighs> Such a jerk. Anyway, <laughs> it is, you know, because first of all, um, 
you know, we, we tend to look at the Bible like, oh, this just giant book. But we have to remember, like, these are written by individual people, and they were all very different writers, and they're all very, even though all divinely inspired, they're all very different people. And but John was his best. He is my favorite. <laughs> but um, he is certainly very artistic in the way that he expresses himself, but is the only one that starts with a poem. Mm. Um, and it's just my favorite. I really just love the way that he expresses himself. John is very artistic, but he's also very um, blunt in some of the way that he comes across, and I, I don't know, I just... I love it. But anyway, um, I was struck listening to this the other day because it really, it's literal, right? So in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. He's literally talking about Jesus right. and God. And he, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was word. The word was God and it was with him. That's amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for witness to bear witness of light. Jesus, right? Right. He's the light that all through him might believe. He was not that that light but was sent to bear witness of that light i just want to share that because i just think that's really beautiful because i mean it's literal it's not Mm -hmm. just a poem it Mm -hmm. is literally true yeah and that light dwells inside of you that's right Mm -hmm. and we have to bear witness to that light and so just remember we're we're excited that god is able to use us here and i know everybody all of us feel that way and god is waiting to use you you were born for a time like this. Mm-hmm. This is our time, folks, to stand mm-hmm. up. There is another calling going out to the world right now. Mm-hmm. Come to my table and dine with me. Kevin's right? getting all teary-eyed. He's making <laughs> us all teary-eyed. <laughs> Rob's getting a little choked up. I'm the getting a little choked up. The invitation <laughs> is here, folks. Mm-hmm. He, the gospel is open. going to start doing an call in a minute. <laughs> yeah, here we go. So mm-hmm. God is calling you, and that's what that's this right. is all about. This is all about God reaching out to each and every one of us and say, hey, I got this. That's right. There's no matter how dark trouble. it is, he is the light. Right. Mm-hmm. And the darkness cannot overcome the light. That's no right. matter how dark and bleak it is out there, mm. he yes. is the light. Amen. So we love you guys. Um, we're going to skip the sponsors and everything because we ran a little over today. But God <laughs> bless you guys. We love we really appreciate all you loyal subscribers and listeners. It means the world to us that you take time to listen or are interested in anything that we have to say. We feel incredibly blessed. And if you know somebody that might like this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would share this with them. Also, if you have time to write us a review, that would mean a lot as well because I know it's a pain in the butt. We keep harping about it, but those algorithms really help bump us up and help others find us that might be looking for this information or a podcast to listen to. So if you could do that, so thankful for that. Also, our website, supernaturaljunkies.com. Sign up for our email newsletter there. Any of the studies that we mention, we will put in a newsletter and you'll get links to that. Also, Kevin's book, The COVID Beast, is available for purchase on Kindle right now. And we have that information available on our website, supernaturaljunkies.com. His audible version, as well as the paperback version, should be out 
any time now. You don't want to miss out. And by signing up for that email newsletter, you will be the first to know because there are limited supplies. Thank you guys so much. We will have some Supernatural Junkies gear coming out soon because you guys have expressed an interest in that. We'll have some stickers as well as some t-shirts with our logo on there, the cartoon logos, and as well as hoodies, that kind of thing. If you want more information on that, you'll have to sign up for that email newsletter, supernaturaljunkies.com. Thank you guys so much. Have a blessed week. Love you. Love you. Thank you.